Oh man, man, oh man! Welcome to another podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I know you guys haven't heard from me in a fat minute, but you guys go. Um, you guys are gonna be hearing from me today, though. Today, today, you know, I gotta get my water for this one. This is gonna be a very interesting one. <laughs> So as you guys can tell, my voice isn't really, you know, like it always is, you know, loud or nothing like that. <laughs> um, it's pretty calm and chill and collective, I guess you can say. But I am a little bit tired, so woke up really early today, and it's already ten. So, but anyway. I want to give all praises, honor, and glory to the Heavenly Father, Yahweh, and His begotten Son, Yahweh Shah, man, who people ignorant, ig- ignorantly call Jesus Christ. And um, today is going to be a good podcast, in my opinion. <laughs> okay. So, like I said, you know, today's going to be a very interesting podcast. Um, I feel like a lot of people are going to uh, learn a lot. So, there's two things that I'm going to do. There's, well, there's two topics that I'm going to do uh, when I do this podcast. Because I promised a long time ago, I think a few years, I think two years or a year ago, I'm not sure. I was going to talk about sex is marriage and I was also going to be talking about wicked women. You know what I mean? Because I already talked about adultery and I already talked about polygamy. So I talked about those, but I didn't really talk about or go into depth about sex is marriage or wicked women. So this is kind of what I'm going to be talking about today, but I'm not going to go deep into them. I just feel like, you know, I'm going to just stand my perimeters about, you know, my um, allegations on, you know, sex is marriage and also wicked women. And the topic is about that, or not the topic is about that, but like uh, my theology about it, you know, and etc. So, but this is going to be a very different podcast, what I'm going to be doing today. I'm going to be doing, because I really didn't know what to really talk about at first, but I do now. I didn't know what to talk about at first um, when I decided to do this. So what I'm going to be doing is I'm just going to be talking about random topics. Basically, you know, I'm just going to be talking about random topics. And basically, I already told you guys two of them and I got two more that you guys don't know yet. But um, this podcast is going to be different. I'm just going to be talking about just four topics that, you know, I feel like a lot of people look at and did disagree but i will prove it in the bible right so that is what i'm going to be doing Uh, and then the next podcast that i'm going to be doing and this is a little spoiler alert i'm going to be doing john 3 16 I'm going to be doing John 3.16 when I fully studied it and when I have uh, a lot of scriptures broken down upon it and etc. 
but for right now, we're going to be doing this. Now we're going to be talking about John 3.16 right now. You know what I mean? Everybody's favorite scripture to go to. <laughs> but anyway, are you ready? Already. Oh, man. Okay. So, basically, like, like I said before, I have four topics that I have. I have four topics that I want to go th- go in about. I already told you guys two, which is sex is marriage and which is I want to be talking about wicked women. Now, I'm not going to do those first because I have it in order. So, the number one thing that I'm going to be talking about is... Slavery, 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 slavery. All right. Now, why am I going to talk about slavery? Slavery is in the Bible. Now, I've been seeing a lot of people. There's been atheist people. There's been, you know, even Christians say that, you know, that the Bible doesn't condone condone slavery, which is so wicked. And so, you know, not even scripture. And like I'm going to say, and I'm not trying to rant. But Christians don't even know anything about their own Bible. They hardly even know anything about the Old Testament. Like, I'm just going to be honest with you. They don't even really know anything about the Torah. So, you know, that's the reason why that I want to talk about this. Because the atheist people always go to Leviticus 25 and 44, right? 44 through 46. And that's what I'm going to be doing. And a lot of Christians say, well, there's no slavery in the Bible. There, the Bible doesn't condone it. God doesn't condone it. Whatever the case may be. Bull. I'm just going to be honest with you. That's complete bull. Okay. On both sides. Because like I always say, people always try to say, well, the Bible is incorrect. Well, the Bible is a balance. Well, the Bible isn't this. Well, the Bible isn't that. The Bible is a balanced book. Most people don't even know how to read the Bible. Most people don't even know how to read the proper hermeneutics when it comes to the Holy Bible. Most people don't even look up the words in Hebrew, Aramaic, or Greek. And even if they do, they don't even know it properly to even explain. So, you know... Respectfully, I really don't care about what a person says that's trying to deflate the Bible. Because that's all that they're really trying to do. They're just trying to deflate the Bible. They're not actually researching hardcore and be like, you know what? This is off. This is wrong. Then they go to science. Then they try to prove it in science. Then they try and do this with science. People try so hard to disprove the Bible. It's, it's insane. And which is even crazy. There's been scientists that even believe in the Bible. There's, there's, there's scientists that even use science to even prove that the Bible is real. To prove events that are real. So it's pretty crazy. Just going to be honest with you. Right? Now... Like I said, we're going to be talking about slavery. Leviticus 25 and 44 is probably the main verse that everybody goes to. Well, not everybody, but certain people like atheists that don't believe in nothing or that believe in, you know, the devil or whatever the case may be. 
And then we got Christians that don't even condone slavery and that don't believe that the Bible doesn't condone slavery or whatever. But we're going to read the main common verse that a lot of, uh, not a lot of, but, but certain people go to that don't believe in the Bible or atheists or don't believe that there is slavery uh, in the Bible, right? Leviticus 25 and 44. Both thine bondmen and thy bondmaids, which thou shalt have, shall be of the heathen. Now, the heathen. What are the heathen? Who are the heathen? Heathen are basically Gentiles that are not ethnic Jews. Everybody should know that. Okay. They're not ethnic Jews. Okay. They're not Israelites. Let me read that again. Which thou shalt have shall be of the heathen that are round about you. Of them shall ye buy bondmen and bondmaids. Now, a lot of people go here and say the Bible condones slavery. The Bible condones slavery. You see, the Bible condones slavery. It does. I'm not denying that. But you have idiots that say that, you know, you guys don't even. And see, this is why I can't be a Christian. Like, uh, let me repeat this. When I say Christian, I'm talking about the religion. I'm not talking about an actual Christian who follows the uh, Christ. And I'm, and I'm going to get that too. That's a spoiler. But a lot of people say that, you know, like Christians say there's no slavery. We don't condone it. That's the Old Testament. Right? And here's the problem with that. Here's the problem with this, and I'm going to show it later on, but let's keep on focusing about this. I don't want to get off track because this is kind of going to be long a little bit. I'm, I might make part two, so I'm not, I'm not sure yet. Of them shall you buy bondmen and bondmaids. So Leviticus 25 and 44 is basically speaking about the Israelites can capture and have the heathens as slaves. That's it. Verse 45. Moreover of the children of these strangers that do sojourn among you of them shall ye buy and of their families that are with you with they begot in your land and they shall be in your possession. So basically saying that the people that are non-Israelites, that are heathens, that are not the chosen people, that are not Israelites. If they sojourn <clears throat> among the Israelites, then the Israelites can take their families, can take them into what? Possession. Verse 46, and ye shall take them as an inheritance for your children after you to inherit them for a possession. So what does this mean? This means that the heathen uh, slave, the heathen slave that we took, right? That the Israelites took, they are going to be their slave forever for a possession. And then 
they're going to be down to their grandchildren and then to their grandchildren children and to their grandchildren and the slaves are going to do what have kids and then their kids are going to be slaves and then it's just going to keep on going and keep on going and keep on going inherit them for a possession they shall be your bondmen forever but over your brethren the children of Israel ye shall not rule one over another with rigor so basically what this is talking about is you can slave a heathen aka a Gentile that is not an ethnic Jew or an Israelite but like the end of the verse of 46 says but over your brethren which is another Israelite, the children of Israel, ye shall not rule one over another with rigor. So which means you cannot do what you do to the heathens, to your brethren. And where is that scripture that let's go to Exodus, Exodus 21. Exodus 21 and two, if thou buy an Hebrew servant so if you buy a hebrew servant six years he shall serve so six years your hebrew servant will serve you for six years and then what will happen and in the seventh he shall go out free for nothing so which means when you buy a hebrew servant he shall serve you for six years that seventh year he's gone He's gone. He's done. Verse number three, if he came in by himself. So if the servant came by himself after that seven year and he still wanted to serve you. He shall go out by himself. Oh, hold on. My bad. OK, my bad. I was going too fast okay verse number three my bad if he came in by himself he shall go out by himself right so if he came in as welcoming himself as being a servant right for his uh for his brethren for the seventh year he can also go out by himself simple if he were married, then his wife shall go out with him. So if his wife, so if you bought him and he had a wife, right? If you had him and you bought him as a servant, as a Hebrew servant, and he was already married and he was your, he, he was your servant for six years and then that seventh year he could go out free if he wanted to and that and you you can continue re, uh, you can continue reading that in verse four five and six and it'll tell you that when he leaves he can come back if he wants to but you have to go to the council aka the church and that you you have to tell the levite i believe so you have to tell the levite aka the the judge 
like he wants to stay with me. And then you have to pierce his ear to clarify that he is a Hebrew servant slave or well, not like a slave, but he's a servant. And he's going to stay with you forever. And it tells you about that. Simple. So why is everybody saying so this is my question. So why is everybody saying that slavery is always a bad thing in the Bible? Why don't what? Why don't they teach you or why don't they talk about Exodus? Everybody always wants to go to Leviticus. So what is my point with this? My point is. The Bible, first off, the Bible is not for everybody. And that's why Christianity is kind of going down. I'm just going to be honest with you, because people are are starting to finally realize that. And honestly, it's a blessing. I I can't lie with you. And let let me get this. Isaiah 14. This is my favorite. This is my favorite verse too. Isaiah 14. And this is an unfulfilled prophecy as well. This is an unfulfilled prophecy. <clears throat> Isaiah 14 and 1. For the Lord will have mercy on Jacob, Jacob, the Israelites, and will yet choose Israel. Uh, Jacob is the southern kingdom and then Israel is the northern kingdom. <clears throat> and set them in their own land. And the, and the strangers, who are these strangers, shall be joined with them and they shall be and sorry, and they shall cleave to the house of Jacob. So these strangers, so this is indicating that these strangers that are talking that talk that are talked about in Isaiah 14 are basically who? The heathens, the Gentiles. Right? Because it already clarified that uh the Lord will have mercy on Jacob and will yet choose Israel. Those are two different connotations. And the strangers, the strangers are not the Israelites. The strangers are not Jacob. The strangers are the heathens. Verse two, and the people shall take them and bring them to their place. And the house of Israel shall possess them in the land of the Lord for servants and handmaids. And they shall take them captives whose captives they were and they shall rule over their oppressors. This clarifies that this is not talking about Israel or Jacob. So who are these so who so who are these strangers? Oh, that's easy. It tells you in verse 2. The oppressors, the heathens, the gentiles. <laughs> so the Bible does contain slavery, but you have to understand the Bible to understand what type of slavery and who, right? Now, everybody says, well, is slavery good? Is slavery a good thing? Is slavery an awesome thing? And blah, blah, blah. Slavery is not a good thing. Well, when you deal with the most high, you got to deal with righteous judgment. And back then, what? The Egyptians, the Pharisees, or not the Pharisees, um, 
the Egyptians, the Persians, the Babylonians, the Romans, the Grecians, everything that they were doing to the Jews, you don't think that this is going to happen right back to them? Come on now. And then, like I said, th this is a future prophecy. So this is kingdom connotation scripture. Hmm. The next topic we're going to be talking about is probably one of my favorites. Sex is marriage, man. This is going to be simple. Very simple. Sex is marriage. Now, let me get this right quick. G Genesis. Let's go to Genesis 24 and 67. And Isaac brought out her into his mother's mother, Sarah's tent and took Rebekah. And she became his wife and he loved her. And Isaac was comfort after his mother's death. Right. So people was like, Deontay, Deontay, how does that prove that sex is married? It's so simple. Let's read this again slow. Let me read this slower. Okay. Genesis 24 and 67. And Isaac brought her into his mother Sarah's tent and took Rebecca. Right. So Isaac brought Rebecca into his mom's tent. And what happened? And she became his wife. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. So. How are you going to take a wife? How are you going. To take somebody as your wife? Because back then they didn't have no ring. They. They didn't have no wedding papers. They didn't have what we have today. And I'm going to be honest with you. The ring stuff, the proposal, all of that, you guys do know that that's Roman Catholic customs, right? You know that 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 ring that y'all have on that ring that y'all spend a bunch of money on that ring. That's like a bunch of diamonds. You guys do know that's Roman Catholic customs, right? That's a Catholic custom, right? Y'all do know that, right? Oh, man. Better yet, do y'all know that uh, that marriage is a custom? Y'all know that y'all spending all of this damn money, thousands of, of dollars, and getting in debt. Y'all do know that it's a custom. Y'all don't have to do it. And to be real with you, y'all, y'all don't even have to go to the courthouse to even sign a piece of paper and then pay just to get. A marriage license. That's stupid. <laughs> y'all don't have to do that. Y'all don't y'all don't have to, you know, pay for a license and stuff like that and be like, oh, you know, you're my wife. They didn't have that back then. So how did they get married and how did they become their wife? Easy. Sex. Don't believe me? Okay, bet. Gen Genesis 30. 
Genesis 30, right? Genesis 30 and 3. And she beheld, oh, behold my maid, Bella, go in unto her, and she shall bear upon my knees that I may have a children by her. So, if you guys don't know what uh, Genesis 30 is talking about, it's basically when Jacob and his wife were having troubles having a kid. And that's when his wife was giving him her maids and um, I believe her sister as well. I'm not sure. I think so. I don't, I don't know about that one. But anyway... <clears throat> but verse four, and she gave him Bella, her handmaid to wife. So Jacob's wife gave uh, Jacob her uh, her handmaid to wife. So she, so Bella can bear a children, a child for them. So Jacob, what did he do? He went in onto her and they had sex and they had a kid and he became or or she became his wife. Simple. Let's go to nine. Let's go to verse nine. Let's go to verse nine. When Leah saw that she had left Baron, she took uh, Zepha, her maid, and gave her Jacob to wife. And Zepha, Leah's maid, bare Jacob a son. How else are they going to make a son? How else are they going to make each other husband and wife? Sex. These are the main scriptures to go to. Right? Easy. Easy, 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 man. Wicked women. Wicked women. I would get up and get my Apocrypha, but I forgot I had a Apocrypha scripture in here. And that's okay. So, if you guys don't know the Apocrypha, I'm about to tell you guys. I say this a lot. The Apocrypha is basically another book. And it is, it was a part of the King James 1611, but they took it out because they, because they thought it was in, it, it, it uh, they thought that it wasn't God's, uh, word, which I think is bull. But I'm not the only one. So, but we're going to go to Ecclesiasticus 25 and 16. I had rather dwell with a lion and a dragon than to keep house with a wicked woman, right? Who wants to deal with, with a wicked woman? Who wants to deal with a woman that's wicked? Who wants to deal with a woman that always nags and, and complains and always tells you what to do and is, and is trying to be the alpha male, right? That always wants to wear, you know, booty shorts to wear to 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 show her butt, crop top uh, shirts, 
to the point where her boobs are just hanging the hell out. This is this is it, this is crazy. Why? <laughs> Why would anybody want a wicked woman? Why? Unless they're wicked too, then they're meant for each other. I can't lie about that. But who would want a wicked woman and who would want to deal with a wicked woman? If you came home to a woman and she was wicked and all she did was complain, bitch at bitch at you because you didn't do this, you didn't do that, and you just came home and you worked a long ass shift and then she just complained. Just storming the house. She's pissed. She don't care about God. She's eating pork. She don't care about your fringes. She don't care about doing Bible studies with you. She don't care about none of that. She'd rather go party, get drunk, and commit adultery. And then come back and then cry and beg you back. And then you're going to take her back possibly. Who wants to deal with a wicked woman? No. I bet you no one does. Right? So let's go to... Proverbs 21. Let's go to Proverbs 21 and 19. It is better to dwell in the wilderness than with a continuous and an angry woman. So the Bible is saying that it's better to go into the wilderness by yourself, chilling there, being peaceful, deal with the wild animals. That will possibly kill you dealing with poisonous flowers, dealing with, you know, who God knows what out there. <clears throat> He's saying that it's better to go into the wilderness than to deal with a con with a continuous and an angry woman. That's insane. That is insane. Right? And here we have Proverbs 30 and 20. We have Proverbs 30 and 20. Such is the way of an adulterous woman. She eateth and wipeth her mouth and saith, I have done no wickedness. Can we imagine all of these girls that commit adultery today? All of these wives that commit adultery today? Can we? Right? But, you know, a lot of people might say, well, Deontay, you know, and I, I bet you. Because we're kind of living in a world now where women want equalness. And I'm going to just keep it real with y'all. Right? And I'm going to just keep it real with y'all. It's not good to commit a, adultery. And adultery in the Bible is a wife having sex with a, another. Uh, oh, okay, let me say this. Adultery is a wife having sex with another uh, husband. And a husband is committing adultery when he has sex with another wife that is not theirs that did different partners that are married 
having sex with different partners that are married is adultery, according to the Bible. According to the Bible. Right. So this is how a woman should act, right? This is how a woman should act. Hold on a minute. Uh, let's see here. All right, just to shorten this up a little bit. Oh, this is a good one too. Proverbs 31 and 3. Give thy strength unto give not thy strength unto a woman nor thy ways to that which destroyeth kings. So don't give no type of strength to a woman that's basically wicked that's going to destroy these kings, man. That's why we have so much effeminate fucking men. I'll praise it to the most high, man. If you want to be a righteous woman, just read Proverbs 31. Just read Proverbs 31. This is simple. Proverbs 31 is, is probably the best starter pack for any type of woman. Promise you that. Right. And I could go to the modest approval. That's in First Timothy. It's talking about the church. And I believe in First Corinthians 2. Uh, it talks about women that need to be modest and women can't talk in the church nor preach in the church. And I believe in Zechariah, uh, Zebediah, or not Zebediah. I think it's Zechariah or, yeah, Zechariah or Zebediah. I believe that's his name. It talks about women that need to be modest. And if they don't be modest with the most, when the most high comes back, they're going to be killed. So, y'all can dress like how y'all want to dress, but when the boss I come back, man, it's over. I promise y'all that. And y'all laugh right now, but it's all good. Mm. Now, the final, the final one that I really wanted to go into, and I really wanted to go into this. Oh, I really wanted to go into this, man. And let me do this right quick. Let, let me respond to somebody real quick, guys. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, let me see. Let me get the scripture right quick. Matthew... Let's go to Matthew 23. Matthew 23 and 17. Wait, hold on. Yeah, I messed up. My fault. Uh, Matthew 23 and 2. 2 and... Actually... 
Nah, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually save that. I'm gonna save that. Let's let's actually go to Mark. Let's go to Mark 10 and 17. My fault, guys. So lock it. Mark 10 and 17. And let me reply to somebody real quick. Okay. All right, we're still rolling. All right, cool. All right, so this is going to be possibly one of my favorites right here. This is going to be my favorites. So we're going to be talking about the six commandments, and this is the last one. The six commandments. Now you're probably like Deontay. Why are we talking about the six the six commandments and what are the six commandments, right? <laughs> so I've been hearing a lot about this lately. A lot about this lately. I've been hearing a lot about this lately. And the six commandments are basically where people believe in a doctrine. I guess this is a doctrine where you believe in the six commandments because the six commandments are okay. Let, let me say this. Most Christians believe in the Ten Commandments and they believe that three of those commandments only deal with God, the Father, and the six only deal with the people, right? So they believe that if you split that, right, they believe that when you deal with the six commandments that are dealing with the people then those are only dealing with the people and then the three commandments that you separated that uh involve the god the father is only dealing with the father right mark 17 or mark 10 and 17 and when he was gone forth into the way there came one running and kneeled to him and asked him good master what shall i do that i may inherit eternal life verse 18 and jesus said unto him why callest thou me good there is none good but one that is god verse 19 thou knowest the commandments do not commit adultery do not kill do not steal, do not bear false witness, uh, defraud not, honor thy father and mother, right? So people stick to these six, right? People stick to these six commandments, which are dealing with the people, right? Here's the problem. Here's the problem. And this is so easy to cut people that think like this, right? This is so easy for people to think like this. It's so easy. Because, <laughs> and this is why, 
<laughs> and this is why it's so foolish to do this. You can tell a Christian or tell anybody that believes in this doctrine, right? You can tell them, so you're telling me that you believe in the six commandments. They say yes. And then they tell you, you know, why, blah, blah. You say, okay, cool. So you believe everything that comes out of the, uh, out of the mouth of Jesus, right? They say yes. So you say, so everything that Christ said is a commandment, right? They say yes. Matthew 23 and 2. Saying the scribes of the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. So this is basically saying, so this is Christ saying that the scribes, the scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. What does that mean? The scribes and the Pharisees know the Mosaic law. What is a scribe? A, a scribe is a teacher of the Mosaic law. The Pharisees are just wicked people. Well, not all of them were wicked. Some of them were righteous Pharisees. But Pharisees that knew the Mosaic law better than the Israelites did. Verse number three. All therefore, whosoever they bid you or they bide you, observe. So Christ is saying to observe everything that they are what? Everything that they do or or not do, but say everything that they say. Right. That observe and do, but do not ye after their works for they say and do not. So basically what Christ is saying is that Christ is given the commandment to the Israelites saying that listen to what the Pharisees do. But do not do what they say. Or, sorry, hold on. Think I got that mixed up. My fault. Salakia, again. Golly. Christ basically told the Israelites, He said, When the, uh, when the Pharisees tell you the, the law, the, the Mosaic law, you listen. But when they do something like, but, but, but don't go after what they do, but go after what they say, basically. And let me read this again. Verse number three, all therefore, whosoever they abide, you observe. So observe what they do, right? That observe and do, but do not ye after their works for they say and not and do not so don't do their works but observe what they say and observe what they do when it comes to the mosaic law because they know it better than you this is a commandment from christ so why don't you keep this commandment and everybody wants to say i keep all the commandments of christ no you don't because if you would Right now, people would be finding who are the real Pharisees today and be learning from the Pharisees. You don't see no Christian trying to learn from a Pharisee. You, you don't even see no Christian trying to learn from anybody when it comes to the Mosaic Law. They believe that the Mosaic Law is done in a way with. But Christ is, 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 is telling the Jews 
since everybody wants to say, oh, I'm a follower of Christ. I'm a follower of Christ. Christ just told the Jews that you need to observe what the Pharisees do because they are in Moses seat, but don't do what they do because they are hypocrites, man. Basically. Observe what they do because they know the Mosaic law, but don't do their works because they don't even do their works because they're hypocrites. That's a commandment from Christ. And y'all don't even follow that. Matthew 28 and 19, man. Matthew 28 and 19. <clears throat> Matthew 28 and 19. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the and of the Son and of the Holy and of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Ghost. Verse 20. Teaching them to observe all the things where, where whatsoever I have committed, commanded you and and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Do y'all do that, Christians? Y'all do that? Y'all say that y'all do everything that Christ. Y'all say that y'all follow every commandment of Christ. Do y'all do that commandment? Hello. Matthew 5 and 43. Matthew 5 and 43. Right. Matthew 5 and 43. Ye have heard that in uh, ye, ye have heard that it have been said, thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which, uh, which despiteful, uh, uh, despitefully use you and persecute you. Most Christians don't even pray for their enemies. Most Christians don't even like their enemies. Most Christians don't even care for their enemies. Most Christians be killing their own enemies. Have y'all looked at the news? Do y'all keep this commandment from Christ? Come on now. Since y'all only want to say, since y'all only want to say, you know, we keep the six commandments and we listen to everything that Christ do or Christ says. We follow every commandment that Christ tells us to. <laughs> the same chapter, Matthew 5, verse 48. Be ye there perfect, even as your father, which is in heaven, is perfect. So why don't people try and be perfect like his father in heaven? Right? Everybody's all like... Oh, I can't be perfect. Nobody's perfect. Everybody is always short of the glory of God. That doesn't mean you need to give up. Doesn't mean that you need to give up and just be like, you know what? I can't. I can't reach perfectness. I'm just going to do the best that I can and just be like, you know what? Forget it. I'm done. No, bro. 
Christ himself said, be ye there perfect, even as your even as your father, which is in heaven, is perfect. Strive to be perfect. Everybody just wants to give up because it's like, oh, well, I'm a sinner. I'm okay. Whatever the case may be. Oh, Christ will forgive me. Matthew 6. Matthew 6 and 14. Matthew 6 and 14. Matthew 6 and 14. For if you forgive men their tres their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Most people can't even forgive other people. Most people can't even forgive, you know what I mean? Most people can't even forgive uh, their conjugations, their families, their friends, their boyfriend, girlfriend, or whatever the case may be. Some, some can't even do that. Now, in my interpretation on the Bible, I 100% believe that Christ is talking to the Israelites in all of his past, or not all of, well, majority of his passages that I know of. But in Matthew, he's talking to the Jews. But Christians don't believe that. That's why I'm talking how I'm talking. Right. Verse 15. But if you but if ye forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. So if you don't forgive his trespasses, how does the father forgive your trespasses, your trespasses? Come on now. We got to be wiser, man. We got we got to understand. We got to be more understanding when it comes to the scriptures. How are you going to say that you that you follow every commandment of Christ? But you don't even keep these simple commandments that he told you to do with Matthew. Right. With that, I want to give all praises and glory to the Mosah. Yahweh Bahashem, Yahweh Shah, man. And I hope everybody has a great night. I'm pretty tired or a day or whatever it is. I'm pretty tired. I'm exhausted right now. But thank you guys for listening. And next podcast will be about John 3.16. With that, I want to give... Oh, I just said that. My bad. But <laughs> Shalom. Peace.